Lots of spoilers here for all things Star Wars, The Mandalorian, The Rise of Skywalker, and the video game uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So lots of spoilers ahead. Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today? We're doing, we're doing everything recent Star Wars, really. This is our big Star Wars special. Yeah, I'm excited. So we have three different Star Wars items that we're talking about of individually, we'll right? get to, and the, probably the longest segment and the last one will be... The new movie, Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. And after we talk about Rise of Skywalker, we will reveal our rankings of the Star Wars movies. Our favorite Star Wars movies. I was surprised at the, when we went over this before the podcast. I was surprised at the differences between them. I thought we had similar views. And there's definitely one movie which is surprisingly low. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll uh, and we, will, we will get to that, certainly. But uh, I... Uh, you know, with my rank, I'll just say this, and again, we'll expound further on it. I'll just say that the differences between a lot of my numbers are so slight. You know, like the difference between one and two is very tiny. The difference, but honestly, all through the list until you get to the the prequels, you know, those are pretty clear. But anyways, so what's the first? So the three things are the new video game yes. that was released in November. Jedi I think. Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. We've been playing that, and then the Mandalorian series on Disney Plus that we've yes. been watching and finished that first series or season, and then Rise then of Skywalker, Skywalker on our list. So, all right. So let's why don't with, you? Uh, let's start with Jedi Fallen Order. So I got this gift as a gift for me for Christmas, and I think we've played it every day since then and it is so much fun i really didn't know what it was like the reason we get in i think this game is so special for us is like i think us collectively especially me are just really terrible at video games (laughs) and we're just bad at them so i think the first game we ever finished fully was star wars battlefront 2 like the first game we fully finished the campaign of which is kind of (laughs) sad well i think that we are and I'll, I'll for I'll say it for you and I, we are more. We talk about video games and we hear about video games and we read about video games much more often than we actually play the video yes. games. You know, we like that world and the geekdom and all that kind of stuff, but we don't spend a lot of time playing until this Christmas break. Really, this is the first game that's really kind of captured us. Yes, we say that's true. I mean, we've played like Call of Duty three you know, against each other a lot. And we did Battlefront 2, Star Wars game, and that kind of got it. But this is the first real kind of oh, campaign Minecraft. that I think is Minecraft, really... Minecraft, maybe. And Minecraft, Minecraft, too. But even even the heyday of our interest in Minecraft, we didn't play it as much as we were around it. That's but, true. So, what, so, let's, so what do you like about the game? One, I like... Um, I don't know. It feels challenge. This is the first one, like where I feel like it's challenging, but it's like it's not frustratingly challenging. And it's like I'll die, and I'll be like, "Okay, I'll t- try that again." <laughs> yeah, I kind of deserve really to die. On it. and it's beautiful. It too, is looking on like the scenery, and I didn't really know what to expect from the game. I didn't know if it was like Star Wars Battlefront. It turns out it's like this big open world game. You can revisit planets. We Yesterday, I revisited Bogano and tried. To, I'm trying to get 100% completion on Bogano. So it's like an open world, but also like a it's somewhat of a campaign element to it as well. Yeah. Correct? Like there's main objectives, but you can also just go. I'm going to this random planet. Yeah, I'm gonna go play around here and see what's up. Yeah. Uh, with Star Wars, comparing it to Star Wars Battlefront Two, we played a lot of that kind of against each other, like with half screen, like one of us being characters. This game does not offer that, right? No. Okay, I think the reason it doesn't offer that is I think because of its open worldness. It's single player. It's no online. So it's literally just this world. Yeah, it's a different kind of it's a different kind of game than we've been playing in the past. Uh and it is beautiful. It's cinematic. And we don't have, you know, the latest, you know, TVs or 
you know, equipment or anything like that. You know, we've got your standard, you know, HD flat screen TV, but we don't have 4K or anything like that. So it's, and it's still beautiful, even without like the latest technology. Yeah. Um, who is your character in your playing this campaign? Our character is, I forget his name, but he's played by Cameron Monaghan? 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 I think that's how you pronounce it, Monaghan? Monaghan? I'm not sure. One of those two. But he played Jerome Valeska and Jeremiah Valeska on Gotham, which is a TV series we really love. Yeah, but so if you listen to this podcast, you've heard us talk about Gotham. Uh, so that's really kind of fun, too, because he, all the actors are, do a great job, I think. And, uh, but it's really cool to have him there. Want to talk about that. Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. So, for, and Forrest Whitaker plays a role that he played in the movie The Rogue One, right? Rogue One. And what's the name of that guy? Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero. So that's kind of cool too. There's some. He's definitely dipping into the Star Wars uh, mythos, which is really cool. And I'm enjoying the game too. So what we've been doing since. You know, it is a one-player game. Is like, you know, Hank will play for a while, and then when he dies, uh, he'll switch Which over the... Which rarely ever happens. <laughs> it <laughs> happens a lot. He switches the remote control to me, and then I play for a while. And <laughs> as he <laughs> just intimated, uh, the sessions where he has a remote control are a lot longer than the sessions that I have the remote control. But that's also part of the fun, is seeing him, you know, be good at it and, and play around. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're kind of digging it. I hate caves. I hate being underground. Those Zepho underground parts, like you were, you weren't home for a lot of <laughs> while I was playing that. But oh my god, it was so frustrating. <laughs> I got home and he was so he was like, I don't want to be underground ever again. Like I had to look. I had to. I had to look it up. I did look up some non no commentary playthrough and figured out how to do that <laughs> puzzle. Well, I think that's part of the fun in this day and age too. You can play and play and play and play, and then when you just you know get too frustrated. You know what? I'm, well, I'm, I'm doing this for it's fun. It's just like I'm doing. I was doing everything again and again, just going. And how did that make you steps. feel? Did I just say? Hold on. Did I just say <laughs> retracing my steps? I think you meant steps. I knew what you meant. I retracing my steps. Uh, yeah, it was. It and, was frustrating. Yeah, you, but I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> like, my frustration was not. I was more like, this is taking more time than I'm right. No, you weren't behaving like a, a two-year-old or anything about it. But you were yeah, you were I, frustrated. And yeah. I get as as I've learned from my video game playing with you, I get more frustrated more quickly than you do by far. Yeah. So I think you're you're doing fine. Um and, oh yeah, by the way, both of us are terrible at hanging on ropes. <laughs> we cannot swing for some reason. Judging distances is not my uh <laughs> it's not my forte by any means. Uh, but I am having a good time with it. And uh, how long do you think? Again, now it's Christmas break and we don't have much else we're doing. We're kind of relaxing and, you know, a few projects and things like that. But no schoolwork, no homework, no sports, no no band practices to go to. So we're playing a lot of the video game. But how long do you think? Like, do you get a sense of how big the world is and how far away? Or cause we're not trying to, you're not trying to finish it fast, though. No. So far, we've unlocked four planets. Explored a lot. The first one, like eighty percent. Um, then we have I think that's Bogano, Zepho, which I've explored I think half of. And then we got Kashyyyk, which I've explored very little of. Like I just did the mission, then I went back to Bogano to explore. And we also have this other planet I can't remember the name of that we haven't explored any of, but our main objectives haven't led us there yet. Right. Has there been what has most of the references in the game been to? Is it been like the prequels, four, it's five, and after, six, seven, eight, nine? So it takes place after the prequels, but before A New Hope. Yes. Okay. So, so there wouldn't be any references then to A New Hope because it hasn't happened yet. Yes, I think that's. I think it's pretty recent, after Revenge of the Sith. And I think it's been like six years or something. Because it is, well, clone. let's let's even, we didn't talk about the actual, what, what is the story? I mean, it says Fallen Order. What is the state of the Jedi during the story? It's kind of destroyed. We're kind of, we're trying to get the Jedi back to how it was before. So are you actively hunting for a different Jedi or? I'm not really sure. We're just doing whatever. I'm just doing whatever the mission tells <laughs> well, me to I do. Well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're sending you to get 
some things to try to help restore the order We're or trying to, to find for other some Jedi Wookie friend. Yeah. So, well, well, anyways, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, anything more to say about Rise of? No, just kidding. Fallen Order, the video game. Yeah. Um, no. No. It's right. really enjoyable. You should probably play it if. We're enjoying it, and you might as well. Yes. Uh, so what's next on the Star Wars list? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Da, 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 da. Uh, this is a television show created by John Favreau of Iron Man fame. He uh, executive produced, wrote some, directed some, kind of created this uh, property, and it's on Disney+. Plus, and we are, what's our opinion on this, Hank? We really enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we talked about the, at least the first episode uh, first before three, on the podcast. First three, we talked about first three. And in my opinion, it just got better. Well, okay, there were some down things in the middle. Like I think the one episode, uh, tat- that Tatooine episode, I think was a little down low. Remind me what happened on that one. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to Florida look it up. Is too. helping the person. Trying to the mercenary trying to join the guild. They're back on Tatooine. Oh yeah, and then it had. I, I kind of like that. Well, that wasn't bad. I'm just saying that was like the low point, but it still wasn't bad. It was still great. Yeah, I, I remember that one now. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It had some nice, fun double crosses and things going on. Um, so what do we like about this show? Oh no, it's very cool. The visual, it's shot like a movie, and they yeah. got some film directors like i think take you directed the final episode yep so it looks it looks great visually again it looks amazing and beautiful and, and it's cinematic and apparently had they had you know cinematic cinema type budget versus a television budget to make a lot of these episodes so that's that's why it looks so beautiful um you know i was, I was looking up the episode names and on the one that they like on Rotten Tomatoes, like all the scores are very, very high except for, for one episode, and that is the gunslinger. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the one you're talking about. Okay, so you're not alone in that. I was thinking that was the sin, but that's Yeah, the gunslinger. So I have to rewatch that. I don't remember having thinking that was necessarily worse than any of the rest of them. But uh yeah, so I'm loving it too. I love the world, I love how they set up the character, and of course Baby Yoda is obscenely cute. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And every, just fun. Like every time in the episodes, I'm like, if you touch Baby Yoda, I will eat you. I am so glad. Because he was the object of danger too. That's what everybody's trying to chase. That's the MacGuffin is Baby Yoda. So he is in danger and we fear for him. But at the same time I was like, they're not gonna hurt Baby Yoda, right? I can't hurt Baby Yoda. That's right. Because I would eat them. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't do it. Uh, any negatives with the show? Anything you'd improve or like? I like. Originally, it took me a while, or I would say a while, maybe like the first two episodes to get used to kind of the minim- the minimalistic, minimalistic tone. I don't know exactly the word for it, but the, there's the lack of dialogue. How they just kind of keep the story moving, but I I liked that. Yeah, and part of I that like is. They didn't, they didn't dally on things. They just kept going. Yeah. Part of that, I think, is the fact that it is kind of a Western. And Westerns are known for that kind of thing. I think they created like the strong, silent type. If you've heard of that, like, you know, the man without a home kind of thing. And um, no nonsense. You know, he's not verbose by any means. That's kind of a trope of Westerns. And this is a little bit like a space Western in a lot of ways. You, obviously, with you know, a title called The Gunslinger, you know, that certainly evokes that. Uh, that's part of it. I like it too, you know, and again, it's part of the, um, it's like seriousness of the world, but there is this comedy in it also. Yeah, I'm a huge fan also. Yeah, like the beginning of the last episode felt like a, com- felt like a family guy comedy bit thing. Which, what was that? Remind me. Or oh, it's the two stormtroopers so they can't aim. <laughs> that was so great. That's right. They had this open up and they're bored and kind of just talking as if like you talk if you were two like you know office workers at the water cooler just kind of hanging out and then one of them tries to hit something with his blaster and the other one tries and they both miss and i was rolling i just thought that was so great with that whole stormtroopers can't shoot <laughs> you know fact oh and um in the episode before that 
not the episode before the 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 one with the crew. Yeah, it's like who was a Empire gunslinger. It's like, well, that isn't saying much. It's like I wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty pretty excellent. Um, what else do you want to say? So about it, are we? About uh, can we talk up? about? Can we get into spoiler zone where we talk about the? Yeah, so kind we, of the ending and talk about something that was revealed. Yeah, I better put a tag on this whole episode of spoilers, actually. Okay. Uh, and which we'll do, we'll do that in the beginning. Um, go ahead. How? Like, I don't think I've never heard of the main villain previously, Moth Gideon. Right. But apparently he has a lightsaber, and it's a black lightsaber, and I've heard of black lightsabers from somewhere, like some Star Wars lore area, but I'm not particularly sure what it was for or from. Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting storytelling, too, right? Because it wasn't until these last two episodes that we saw him. Is that correct? Yes. So for a while, the the villain was his fellow guild members and other bounty hunters trying to get the bounty both of Baby Yoda and him. And then now that we've resolved that, we have another enemy kind of emerge to take us into the next season. Who apparently was supposedly executed for war crimes. Right. So he's a big evil baddie. Like yes. he's proper proper evil dude with a lightsaber. So again, it did it was a weird looking lightsaber. It looked really cool to me. Oh yeah, it did. Um so I don't know if it's like a Jedi lightsaber or is it I'm guessing it's and black. somebody else's it's lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, I guess I meant like, is it only people who can actually have a lightsaber or have the force in them and have been trained either Jedi or Sith, or can like Joe Johnson go grab a lightsaber from his Walmart? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like, I think it probably means he has some kind of Sith training. Yes. Uh, at least that would make him a better enemy, right? Yes, and also something that the final episode kind of sets up. Are we going to get to see more Yodas? We're going to go to a planet of Yodas. Yeah, so according to his code, and uh, I don't know the character's name, but we saw her in the beginning, you know, making his armor, which we've talked about in the past how important the armor is to the Mandalorian um, code. You know, she says, like, You're, this is your new task. Get him back home, which could be a bunch of Yodas. Planet with a bunch of Yodas around, which would be kind of fun. Or not. You know, I don't we know. get to see a whole group of baby Yodas, baby Yoda nursery, little baby Yoda nursery. That'd be amazing. <laughs> a teenager, and yet yeah. again, you got this cute Yoda. It's still like teenager Yoda, yeah, sitting on the steps, smoking moody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm angsty teenager Yoda. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, uh, but it's again, so, so as cute as he is, it's still you know serious enough and dark enough to where I I enjoyed it a lot. There's there's no there's no Ewoks just dancing around. That's right. There's no Porg Ewok. Yeah, there's no giant Porgs where Ewoks. But are there flying is on Baby them. Yoda, who's cuter than both of those. So That's we can't true. say it's not cute, but it's cute in the right doses. It doesn't go too much. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Mandalorian? No, this is great. Yeah, well, we're digging it. So if you haven't I'm watched it, we got to see his face. Oh yeah, that was an interesting choice. But it was to a. I liked how they brought the robot back from episode one. Yeah. Or episode. Yeah, it was episode one. Episode one. Uh, that was cool, and I liked how they kind of redeemed Nick Nolte's. Not redeemed, but. He died, which was, again, cool that there's consequences in this world and universe. Like, the, the death does exist, and it comes for everyone, uh, at least theoretically. But then they had his, the fact that he programmed, reprogrammed the robot that well was a nice redemption on. It's an indentured servant for the Empire, too. I would like to see his backstory more so. Yeah. I, and again, I love that catchphrase or whatever, like, I have spoken. <laughs> That's so great. That's how it shuts everyone up. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, there you go. <laughs> he has spoken. You've spoken. <laughs> I guess we'll move on. Oh, and one last thing I want to bring up is on the episode with the crew, they make a joke about him being a Gungan. And I just want to say I made that joke. <laughs> yeah. So they probably stole it from me. They, they could have. 
they could have. Um, all right, yeah. So let's let's uh, move on. But we love we love the Mandalorian. It was a great first season, and I'll probably rewatch it to be honest with you, just because I like being in that world. I'll watch some of them at least. And speaking of being in that world, tell us about our last last item here. Our last item is the new controversial. I might have to say. Star Wars movie, which I feel like you kind of have to say that with every Star Wars movie that comes I mean, out now. It's just because people care a lot about it. Is it is it really controversial in the big scheme of things? No. <coughs> people, it's just hey, people have different opinions on this. Does that? I guess that is the definition of a contro- controversy, though. Yeah, I don't know. Controversy feels very um, a self-important word on this. Like, but I guess it is. Just Star Wars. What is the controversy nine? about? Some people think this movie is terrible. They say it jumps plot points a lot. They say they queer baited Poe Dameron. And I, I didn't see any of that. I really enjoyed the movie. Now, have you met anybody who actually didn't like the movie? Or is this all... No, I have not met. This is all internet, internet stuff. It makes me think, do people actually have this opinion? Well, I Does think this, that's this a very smart exists? thing to think. Like, I've seen some of the people, some of the reviewers I follow, they they do share that opinion. Okay. Not that it's bad, just that it's okay. Yeah, and I can get people saying that either they just didn't like it or they're underwhelmed, but somebody to hear somebody say it's terrible, I'd be really surprised to hear that in real life. Now, again, you may hear whatever you hear on social media, but again, those things are could be a bot it also could be you know somebody just uh creating a negative opinion or controversy to try to get some attention in the short term to try to get more followers likes whatever blah 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 that's the game that is played on the internet a lot yes so everybody i've talked to personally has really liked the movie though though they're kind of a little bit uh nervous about saying that at first <laughs> like kind of him and hall where they're like well you know i grew up with star wars and i really love this one so i think that's okay i loved I loved this movie. I really did. Yeah. Um, and yes, does it have some logical flaws within its you know plot? Certainly. <laughs> yes, a lot. And it bothered me for about you know three seconds each time I noticed one. And there's you know many I've read about now probably that I didn't even notice at the time. But I was willing to suspend my disbelief and just go for the ride and enjoy it, and just be again be in that world. I loved um I loved some of the visuals. I loved some of their like production design. The um, the Death Star wreckage and that ocean, the water, like that was so that awesome. whole ocean scene so was gorgeous. Beautiful too, yeah. Yeah. Um so it sounds like we both liked it. Yes, we would both agree that this is our favorite of the new the new trilogy. Yes, I would agree. But we'll get to that list in a moment. Um Tell me more what you liked about it, and tell me something if you if you didn't like about it. What was that? Um, I didn't like. I did feel like it was a little long, but short, and that's a weird way to put it. Like there was a lot happening. Like we go from this planet to this planet to this planet to this planet to this planet. And I think part of it it would have been easier maybe stretch it out into two movies, especially since Emperor Palpatine. Because usually when it comes to like trilogies or series like you have your final villain appear somewhat throughout the trilogy appear or at least referenced throughout the trilogy and like this beginning of this movie is like palpatine yeah i don't know if uh two movies where would you break it at if you're breaking this into two movies you're talking about filming more or what do you what do you mean what are you saying exactly I'm not sure I understand. I'm saying it felt like there was a lot happening. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of pop points and maybe like you could have added Were you some confused? of that into The Last Jedi. I was never confused. Okay. Like you could have added some of that into The Last Jedi. And it just makes me think like could they have like thought more about The Last Jedi because it seems like J.J. Abrams had this idea for what he wanted this trilogy to be, and then Ryan Johnson was like, like Ryan Johnson went different from that in this movie. J.J. Abrams trying to bring it back to his track. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what... I remember when The Last Jedi came out, interviews and people talking about how there was a lot of room for Ryan Johnson to kind of maneuver in. They weren't terribly prescriptive about what had to be in as far as beats and plot points. So maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, I love, I maybe if he had a little less openness. Again, because I liked The Last Jedi. Yeah, so did I. But it definitely feels like this movie, Rise of Skywalker, did feel like a little bit of a course, correct, create, course correction in, in a couple of different ways. Uh, in ways that I was not necessarily against uh, either, even having liked... You know, The Last Jedi. Yeah, so maybe. Maybe if there were a little more hints dropped in. That is one of the things that kind of took me out of it again for two or three seconds was the reveal of this massive... Like, I loved the Palpatine coming back, and I loved the way they did it with that arm kind of thing connecting him, and, like, that was really cool-looking and, I would say, believable, you know, for me. Like, oh, I get that. The huge ships... And that many of the army that he built up, that felt a little, you know, I just decided I wasn't going to think about that too much, about what that I would actually take to get done and do, and how keeping that a total secret. This Sith, <laughs> the Sith cult of Palpatine, yeah. I guess, would have had time like to build those ships. It's like, from the return of the Jedi till now, right? have time to build those It's ships. hard to keep a secret within three friends, much less a whole gigantic army, but, you know, maybe with the force, the power of the dark side. They could do that. So, but again, I, so I that that thought popped in my head, and I like, molded over for three or four seconds. We're like, all right, not gonna think about that any longer. I'm just gonna enjoy the visual because the visual of that those ships was amazing. It was gorgeous. Um, and there's other stuff like that too, right? Yes. So, do I understand correctly that who was the um, the big evil dark lord? Snoke. 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 There we go. Snoke. <laughs> Snoke. Like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound intimidating at all. <laughs> oh, he's a cute little Snooky. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not evil. Snook is something you take home and pet. Um, okay, so Snoke. So Snoke was like a dummy basically controlled by yeah, cl- yeah. Palpatine? Yeah, I guess so. And there was that scene with uh, a lot of um, I guess like previous Snokes in a, in a trash vat. can? In a vat, yeah. <laughs> Snokes in a vat. Yeah, like, growing so. Snokes. So I guess I would have liked to understood a little bit more about that. I made me think like the way they set up the way they set up Snoke previously as kind of like this new trilogy's version of Emperor Palpatine. Hmm. So do you think Ryan Johnson, when making The Last Jedi, knew that Snoke was just a Palpatine puppet? That's a great question. I would love to know that answer and to, yeah, and to see what he thought about this whole process. Because that's a huge change. You know, I would like if you know, he gets a memo saying, oh, by the way, you know, Snoke is a Palpatine puppet. You know, do what you try will to work that, that in. Yeah, do what you will. <laughs> Ignore this completely. Or like, what was the situation? I'm really curious about that. The um, in what other ways do you think it was a kind of a course correction from the, the Last Jedi? I think the making of Rey being the descendant of Palpatine, which that was not a decision I mind, but the way they kind of set it up in Last Jedi it was like she was really no one important to the greater Star Wars universe before yeah. Force Awakens. That's true, but that didn't bother me. I didn't figure uh, Kylo Ren was being honest, you know, yeah. or that he, either one, he, like, I, I didn't give any credibility to that. Oh, you're no one, you know, like, that's, oh, great. Was Kylo Ren and Darth Vader going to lie to me? Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do. Um. So, so that, I thought that was a good choice, too, because, like, well, let's talk, I mean, let's talk about the whole naming thing, because that was beautiful. She is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. I was wondering, let me, let me sidetrack, who were her actual parents? Um, The children of Palpatine. Right. But, like, so I feel like that was kind of an opportunity missed also. Like, was 
was Palpatine not a good dad? Is that, you know, was he not around? Is that why well, well, the parents left? You know, I, I guess I don't fully understand all the ramifications of of that. You know, they I think the parents left her trying to hide her from Palpatine. Is that your understanding? No, I'm not really sure, but that would be a, that would be a good. Yeah, that's another logical kind of like I'm sure somebody's thought about it. Maybe I'm just maybe I should have and not smart enough to really fully get it. But I I didn't fully certainly didn't get the mental or the emotional impact of like what about the parents? You never spend time with me, Dad. You're always <laughs> running the empire. You know why? It's because I've made this puppet and I've got to control him. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> I don't have time to do that and be a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious about the family. Maybe think more about me and less about the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we need, like a little cartoon of uh, like Emperor Palpatine bad parenting, bad parenting advice. <laughs> um, so I think I, part of that was kind of cool, though, a little bit, because I feel like his character... Oh, this is not completely. Yes, no, it is true. Is it true? Yes, it is true. Is the only main figure in all three trilogies. So it was kind of cool having that kind of a consistency. Yes, I, he's I just the only. He is he what been. connects all three. Correct. Is there anything else? But I mean, obviously the universe and the force. But I'm um, Darth Vader, maybe. But he's not really a mainstay in the new trilogy. Yeah, he's not. Is he in it at all? I think he was he, in Rogue One, but yeah, no, never mind. He's not. His helmet is right. So, so his figure is certainly is. Uh, so it's almost like uh, this movie celebrates grandparents because Kylo Ren, you know, used to go to the uh, used to go to the uh, what do you call it? The, like in his room and like, you know, worship or meditate on, you know, and talk to Darth Vader's mask. So certainly him as a figure is in there, but uh, it was kind of cool. So it, uh, that kind of makes the whole adventure seem more of a of a one piece. I just wish that the Empire had been or the Emperor had been referenced throughout the new trilogy. Yeah, that would have been that have been helpful, or maybe maybe they were worried about people seeing seeing it coming. Because I mean, obviously, they only did tease it with the, his laughter. That was in the trailer for the movie, though. Yeah, that was in the trailer for the movie, so they weren't trying to keep a secret then. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Perhaps when we have J.J. Abrams on as our guest, we'll all <laughs> ask him all of these questions and more. <laughs> or Ryan, get them both here so we can see how much Ryan Johnson knew. About J.J. Abrams' plan when making The Last Jedi. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, like, Finn and Poe. What did you say? Gay something? That's queerbaiting. Queerbaiting. Well, so what does that mean exactly in this context? And do you agree Apparently that- it's where, like, you can think these characters might be gay and you make them gay-ish. And then you make them straight. So without getting on dangerous territory, like, what about- them as individuals or them as characters interacting, did you pick up on that? No. <laughs> I, I didn't I just, either. I just saw that complaint and I was like... <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that either. I, there, there's another, I guess, controversy. That's our word for the episode. About minimizing, and I'm sure there's a, another better word for it now, um, the role of, and I've forgotten her name, the uh, the Asian actress Rose Rose and her storyline and her the possible because didn't Rose and Finn look like they were teasing a possible relationship with that right or they were and I think that's I think that's another example of Ryan Johnson going off of J J Abrams' plan because Ryan Johnson introduces this new character and then J J Abrams back in his movie it's like. Eh, him, yeah, she's. I mean, they're they're absolutely right. It's severely her role and character arc is you know ninety percent eliminated from the last movie. I didn't mind that though because I, no, I I didn't, didn't. find her storyline very compelling. No, um, to be honest with you. So like I was that that was a relief on my part, and I don't think that it was has anything you know racial to do with it. Um, as far as why they chose that, I think it was just a weak storyline or or. 
the weakest of what all they had to con- to what else they had to do. Yeah, I think that. But I, I could be wrong. You know, also, are we obviously, I don't know get, what's in their I head or heart. I wouldn't completely mind this. The what's the new chick that was introduced that used to be a stormtrooper, but was like guided with the force. Uh, is this the one we meet? Is this kind of uh, Poe's kind of backstory girl? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, uh, you're talking about with the uh, uh, her and Finn battling on the actual one of the carriers. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, I on, just gave my two guesses. On Endor. Okay. Remember this group of people that used to be stormtroopers? Okay. Maybe. Keep going. <laughs> and then her and Finn kind of have that connection. And then at the end of the movie, she is talking with Lando Calrissian. Yes. About, okay. Like, let's discover your backstory or something. Yeah, so Are we going to get a spinoff about her? Maybe. I don't know. I was. So that's who I was talking about. That. I was talking about that. So that's the same person I was talking about that was battling on one of the Star Destroyers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Her character was compelling. Uh, that'd be cool. I don't know if any. You know, a whole. I don't see them doing a whole movie on that. But maybe that's one of the TV shows, or maybe that's another storyline they'll pursue in the TV shows. No, we didn't talk about Finn's maybe force connection. Yeah, it feels like he feels like he had one, right? Yes. It feels like he definitely had one for one reason. It helps explain why he you know, he wasn't a great lightsaber fighter, but for the first time ever, just picking up one like he did pretty darn well, well he could right? Fight Kylo Ren. Exactly. And he lost, but he didn't get killed. Um, which is really a win. Yeah, that's a win. That's a W. So, and then he had moments like I just have a feeling, you know, and obviously trust your feelings is big in the force, right? That's from Luke and <laughs> New Hope. Um, so yeah, I think he definitely has some kind of force powers, right? Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, you brought it up. What is your point? <laughs> oh, I just was trying to see your opinions on that. I thought. I mean, I I thought it was kind of cool. You know, and, and maybe that's something they'll explore later or not. I don't know. It's cool to see with all these ex stormtroopers, kind of how like the for the faith in the force is guiding them away from the empire. Oh, that's neat. The, the switching of sides, and it helps to say that like these stormtroopers are like they're people too. Stormtroopers are people too. That's right. Campaign for ethical treatment of stormtroopers. Yes. So what are the moments and, and, in the movie? And, and, and watching the Mandalorian, I was just like, and you get killed, and you get killed, and you get <laughs> killed, and you get killed. Like all these people are people with lives. Oh yeah. And we, also how um, the I have spoken guy also worked for the Empire. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. That is cool. That's fascinating to think about. Actually, um, what are some other moments of the film that you loved? My favorite visual is when Palpatine just uses his lightning throughout the whole fleet. That's my favorite visual. Yeah, that was very cool. How did you feel about the uh, Ray's ability to heal and then using, you know, healing Kylo Ren, the Kylo Ren healing her at the end and the kiss? Did you, that all resonate? The yeah, feel? That, all, that all resonated to me. I had no problems with that. And then, well, did you like it or did you just have no problem with it? I just had no problem with it. No, I, I thought it was great. I loved I loved that ending. I love that they finally con- consummated their connection physically, which was I thought was cool. Um, I kind of wish Kyler Ben had lived, but he needed the hero's sacrifice. That's so. right. That's the hero's journey, right? Um, this I've seen this brought up on some detractions from the film also, and I I agree with it. I don't think of it as a negative. I just would have liked to see more uh, about the the mythology of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, I would like to understand that better, and I think that'd be a cool like comic book or graphic novel kind of spinoff thing, which they may have already done. I don't, I don't and know. That apparently, what I've heard is it's like the Knights of Lightsaber. Like that's what I mean. Like the Knights of Ren have no real connection to Kylo Ren. Right. So I like, would like to explore that. That's I mean, any kind of knighthood and dark mysticism and dark force is naturally interesting to me. You know, I would like to know about their ethos and why. Like, it'd be fun. I would have liked that maybe just relationship between Kylo and the Knights of Ren set up more 
so that when he has that battle with them, it's a little, there's more depth to it. Uh, I think that would have been, been cool. But that's, again, a small, it's not even a complaint. Yeah. Um, anyways, right, any more to say about the Rise of Skywalker? Not really. All right, well, let's, let's get, get to our, our list Wars then. I'm Rankings. Indeed, indeed. All right, I think I have mine in memory, so you you just say in order from 11 to 1, and then I'll go, ding if it's right. A ding if, yeah, if it's right. If, it, if <laughs> yeah. I if we were similarly the same one. That. Okay. So, again, 11 movies we're, we're doing here. So this is the three, the three trilogies, Solo, and The Force Awakens. Not The Force Awakens. Rogue. The Le- Rogue One. Jeez. I get these names confused. And the way mine, I don't know about yours. Well, I do actually know about yours. <laughs> but. Right, we should have talked about it first, I don't think. Uh, mine kind of goes in order like of the trilogies. Like, I didn't mean for it to happen that way. But it did. Yeah, so you have a clear preference of between the three trilogies, and we'll we'll get to discover what that is. So my number eleven, as in the worst of these films, or the films I enjoy the least, is a more positive way of putting that, is the Phantom Menace. Me too. Dang. This was, you know, the first of the new trilogies. I, my heart sank so hard when I realized that this character that Liam Neeson had picked up along the way when he's running, escaping something and jumps in his arms. Um, Jar Jar Binks. I was crushed when I realized that he was going to be a major character in this film. And cause I was immediately like, Oh, please, please don't be around. Please don't be around. Just, just go away. Just go away. Just go away. And he didn't, he around and that. It just ruined it. The movie. Um, what did you ding or did you, or what do I you did, feel with I that? Ding, I think that's completely. You want correct. to say a little comment yeah, about the movie just, or two? I mean, or? It's just bad. Okay. All right. My number 10 was Attack of the Clones. Dang. And so uh, in this one, I thought it like I saw a little bit of signs of promise. There was a cool kind of scene in the beginning, uh, action scene that I thought that looked cool and was good. It was definitely better than The Phantom Menace. I mean, some people have this as their worst one. And I just the visuals of the clone army and all that kind of stuff in the ships. The ocean planet. Yeah. The Coruscant. I love that. I love the ocean planet. Um, I don't, so, think that was, I don't think that was Coruscant. Oh, is that not Coruscant? No. All right. So Ocean Planet, <laughs> dig that. I love that, no matter what the name of it is. And uh, so it was better. You had a ding on that? Any? No, that's... All right, number nine, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, same with me. This is definitely the best. This is definitely better. I thought this was significantly better than Attack of the Clones. I did, too. I did, too. And it was fun. You know, so there are parts of it that are just cringy. Certainly when... The very end when, I guess, you know, he puts on the mask, the Darth Vader thing for the final time or whatever that thing is. He's saved from the fire and he screams out like, oh, no, like that was that was so cringy. But what else are you going to do in that moment? I got, I'm, I'm we could come up with something, but I thought I thought the, the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan that lava battle. Anakin, I thought that was really cool. I've got the, the high, high ground. ground. <laughs> I mean, that's all I remember from that. But I remember being, it was pretty epic, though, I think. Yes. Um, all right, I think this is when we start having differences. And your number eight, I can't believe your number eight. Please say your number eight. My number, my number eight is The Force Awakens. How? How? So this is the you know first of the last set of trilogies. And I think... I understood, okay, first of all, I was relieved that it wasn't, you know, nearly as bad as the trilogies. You know, in fact, it was pretty good. But I was disappointed with the fact of Starkiller Base just basically being a bigger Death Star. Like, that bummed me out. Like, really? I mean, I know we're trying to hit the same beats and trying to get the spirit of Star Wars back again, but it felt such a, so derivative that I could have... I guess I would just wanted a little bit more or different. And I guess all I got was more. So maybe I wanted some more different also. Again, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I was relieved. But that's, you know, it doesn't mean that it's, I was like, yay. Okay, my number eight is Solo. Okay. A Star Wars story. Tell um, me about, tell me, tell me why that's better than, and tell me why you liked it. 
or why it's worse than Force Awakens? Well, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of your list. You know uh, what you have on there, but so I guess what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Or just give us a one second summary of your one sentence summary of your thoughts. I, I did. I I thought this movie had cool visuals, and I like the bounty hunter world. Well, not really the bounty hunter world, but kind of the smug, the crime world of Star Wars, which is another wide reason why the Mandalorian is awesome. Uh, one thing I disliked about this is that for some reason I remember watching the movie not feeling any if it like all like maybe some like not very attachment to the characters like i didn't really care what happens and this movie isn't bad i just think it's this low on my list just because it isn't as good yeah so it's not like you didn't like it it's just where it falls in this ranking of films that you liked better yeah especially the robot character i felt i did not care about the robot character I don't even know if I remember the robot character. Who was the robot character? The robot character is the, the, the one that's trying to stop the robot fighting in Lando Calrissian's place. The one that dies. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I liked... I, I, I was okay with that relationship. I liked that character. I liked how Han learned to shoot first. I liked that tie-in a lot. You know, with the Woody Harrelson, like character the big bat of the draw yeah, at the, the end, end western that, end, that part that was my favorite and that connected nicely with you know a new hope you know where han shoots first that's where he learned to do it so i liked all the times like that i thought the uh i liked the actor who played han solo i thought he did a great job and i loved the the love interest was she was great too who i don't remember who her was amelia clark maybe from game of thrones am i making I, that up i don't know there was a lot to like it wasn't you know perfect by any means but i i enjoyed it uh, a little bit more than you, I think. Uh, you're number seven. So, my number seven is Solo, which I just I just talked about. Okay, my number seven is The Last Jedi. Okay, so tell me a little bit about it. Let's talk about it. I'm not. Last Jedi, I didn't. I didn't particularly like Rose. I didn't find that part with the the gambling planet, the gambling. Place I felt that, that was. I don't know, uninteresting. Okay. I didn't like that plot point. I did. I did enjoy the end. I did enjoy the Haldo. I thought that my favorite visual from the movie is the the light speeding through the ship. Yeah, that was cool. And the, the great maneuver choice with the audio. It. You know what they did with the sound on that too. That was pretty. Yeah, that whole that was cool. Looked and sounded cool. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't interested in Poe's storyline. His grand. I didn't find Poe very interesting. I think I can say this about Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. I didn't find Poe to be a very interesting character. I think Rise of Skywalker is the first movie where we really get to f- to see more of Poe. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of character reveal, or certainly no backstory. It's which 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 movie had the frozen <laughs> frozen Leah? That was last year. Oh my god! I have so much. Oh my god! <laughs> makes no sense because we never really see her using the force until she's out in space, which means that like there's no oxygen left, and the force is usually used for moving things or healing wounds, right? The force can't create oxygen. All right, Look, we're not. You we're not. Like, we're not going back into. We're not going back into. Forget in. I brought it up. You All can't right. like push space away to protect yourself because space is just nothing. And I'll just say, Maybe, like, you. I'll just say, you made your point. I'll just say, you personally do not know what all the force can do. Maybe it can do whatever you just said it can't do. Now the the only can I just give me a few <laughs> all right. more. Yeah. The only way that this would make any sense if you managed to keep some of the oxygen with her while in space. But it seems that she only starts using the Force when she's already out in space, which means all the oxygen's already gone. She's dead. Yeah, I didn't like the moment either. (laughs) But again, I'm just saying, we don't know it all. Did it work for me? No. No. 
It did not work for me. It was cringy, 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 cringy. I wish it hadn't happened. But, you know. Oh, and Snoke, Snoke's death in Last Jedi was... Uh, Snoke's death in Last Jedi was pretty awesome. I, I don't know. For some reason, I mean, it was. I thought that was... Like, still well, this is very when Kylo Ren does the... Right? Does the... Yeah, That isn't very descriptive. Yeah, it's great for audio. Does the... I, I like Snoke's death a lot, and then I like the battle pa- after that. We thought it was very. Cool. Yeah, I thought I thought Snoke was a little anticlimactic, especially since I expected him to be the new trilogy's Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, that was so, surprising. Uh, kind of like, but that's why I liked it. I guess I was I didn't see it coming. I was very surprised. Um, but like I felt. I don't know how to how to word this exactly there was like a good bit after that where i was just kind of questioning like where where are they going now right you're like oh they've killed in the second one they've already killed the big bad guy yeah what's going on next what are we doing now right yeah and now now we know all right so that was your number what number was that That that's my number seven that was your number seven so my number six was the last jedi I think we've already talked about we've that. We've already talked about it. I will just say, well, I'll just You're add one more thing. I'm not a fan of Popsicleia. I did love the red in the sand oh, using that. that. Was I cool. thought that was gorgeous. I did love Luke astral projecting. I did love the moment between Luke and Leah. I loved all of that, and that helped me like the movie overall. I love the visual with the, the imploding thing like we talked about. You know the word. I don't. Um, and a lot of it I didn't like, but that's that's where it falls for me. All right, my number five. Are we at number Wait, five. On, I, I haven't done my six. Oh, my sorry. six is Force Awakens. I feel like we've already talked about Force Awakens. A lot of the problems which I have with Force Awakens are the same as your problems with Force Awakens. But some of the things that positively that I liked about this movie is I just liked being back in the world. I feel a lot of like. I get that nostalgia, all the clapping in the theater. So it's hard to it's hard to judge it properly. True. It's just that I love it so much in the Millennium Falcon. Those aliens, the smuggling of those rancors. Oh, that was such that a great. Was such, I liked that part and that moment when you know Han Solo is talking to Ray and Finn, and he's like, you know, yeah, it was all real. The Force, Luke, all of it. You know, it was just, I got chills just repeating it and massacring those lines just then. But it was such a great moment when, like, it dawns on them, you know, that, yeah, this is magic. This happened. Uh, I just, I love that moment so much. And the death, the Han Solo death scene is like, I love that. That's really the good. moment between him and Kylo. And then they it's played like the that internal back. conflict going inside Kylo's head. And I love the fact that they, this is a cool J.J. Abrams writing thing, I love the fact that Kylo Ren uses the exact same words to the exact same person. I mean, an astral projection or a memory of that person, Han Solo, his dad, when he says, like, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And in the first one, it's him killing Han's his dad. In the second one, it's renouncing the dark side and throwing the dark lightsaber away. One thing that was so one great thing I to did, me. I want to bring up about that is the throwing of the lightsaber away. I was really confused. I'm like, what are you gonna eat? You're gonna, you're gonna, you just threw you away your weapon. That later. What are you doing? But they then they covered that beautifully though by having you know Ray have two lightsabers, you know, good two, and true. she's able to give him a good lightsaber. And I know personally, this is a question for ultra Star Wars nerds, whether a lightsaber was built in the light versus built in the dark, whether it still has like, is it like a wand in Harry Potter a little bit? Like it has some personality to it. So he really, but what else, I guess, I don't know of a good alternative either of, you know, a physical manifestation of his internal change, you know, certainly throwing the lightsaber away works on that yes. level. But I too was like, oh, you might, hey, you might need that. <laughs> Those are really cool. There's not that many of them around. All right, what's your number five? My number five is Return of the Jedi. My number five is Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so let, why don't we just talk about these both, because I have Rise of Skywalker as my fourth. And four for me is Return of the Jedi. And originally, when I first made this list, I had Rise of Skywalker higher than Return of the Jedi. 
but I kind of thought about the plot points and the plot holes and then got some nostalgia for Return of the Jedi. I remembered how much I liked it when first seeing it. So I decided to put Return of the Jedi better than Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so that's how you came on yours. For mine, I think the determination was, and again, these are really close for me, The what put Rise of Skywalker above Return of the Jedi for me is the the fact that in Return of the Jedi, we're basically doing what we did in, in Episode 4, A New Hope. You know, we're, we're finding a flaw in the plans of the Death Star, and then we're using those plans to blow it up. And it's and I as much as I love the Family Guys, you know, versions of four, five, and six, they kind of get in my head when I think about these movies because I've seen them more often than I've seen the movies, and they are continually funny to me. But like when Peter as Han Solo goes like, "Yeah, we've already done this," <laughs> like he's right. Also, thing like I'm done with Ewoks. Like, <laughs> dig your own graves. Exactly, <laughs> dig your own graves. I'm tired of too much cuteness in this movie. <laughs> Uh, and slash his throat, you know, so like, <laughs> so that's funny to me. And all the whole thing, like, also, just one other moment from the family guy is when uh, it's the same scene, like, oh, you know, I really can't stand Bothans. <laughs> and then she's like, many Bothans gave their life in this scene. <laughs> Bothans. <laughs> and the guy, the guy's like, ooh. <laughs> so I don't, so I think it's the fact that. And at the time, I liked the Ewoks probably a lot. I mean, I was a you know, kid. Maybe not, though. I don't know. But I, they're annoying now. They're, they're somewhat cute, but annoying now mainly. And I don't like... the I, I, My main thing on these other... These Star Wars films is don't be Ewoky. So it's hard for me. I can't really make this much higher because of that, I think. And mainly, again, because they already did it. So in, in Rise of Skywalker closed up a lot of nice loops. And it was at least... It was different. And again, did not see it coming. And that was a complaint for, you know, Return of the Jedi. Kind of, you saw it coming. I'm afraid that the navigational <laughs> system for the fleet of Star Destroyers will be quite operational. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's my thoughts on Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. What about, what's your three? My third is Rogue One. I really loved this movie. So do I. Rogue One is amazing. Of the newest films, clearly, based on this list, you know, of the ones that weren't in the first four, five, and six, you know, uh, this is my favorite. I just think it was so well done from start to finish. I love the ending. I love the showing of the how strong Darth Vader was. Uh, I love the acting, the visuals. I love everything about it. Like, it's a really good movie. Alan Tudyk is amazing as the robot with the great personality. And it managed to be funny with not being Ewoky. Like, it's still hard to believe, like, in a Star Wars movie, like, in a Disney movie, every single main character died. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it was a great, that's a great choice. Like, they, they went where they had to go. Yes. It had to end that way. And then the fact that it connected so seamlessly with A New Hope, that sealed the deal for me. Like, oh my gosh. Now, going into this movie, all the reviews were like, the last 45 minutes are amazing. And they're absolutely right. But I, I thought the first, you know, hour and a half before that was great also. And I think my favorite visual from that movie is like at the very beginning where Ben Mendelsohn is standing with the stormtroopers behind them in front of the main character's like house. Oh, yeah. Like going to try to get him to work for them and the girl escapes, the daughter escapes. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that set the tone immediately. Like, oh, this is good. So, in, it seems so intimidating and just cool. Yeah. He's got great presence. All right. My number three is A New Hope. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll just talk about these last. Um, let's, you want to just talk about the top three kind of in relationships with it? Because I think the interesting part is why we chose one above other others. Yes. Um, so my number, my top three is one is Empire, two is Rogue One, and three is A New Hope. And my top three are one, A New Hope, two, Empire, three, Rogue One. So tell me why you have Rogue One, two, you have two, right? I have Rogue One, yeah, Rogue One above A New Hope. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. Um... 
Can we, was there give something me a few that seconds to think of words? You might have to edit out some silence. <laughs> yeah. uh, or if it's easier to approach it from why Empire, you have Empire over Rogue One. Like why? Like why is Empire number one? Empire is number one. So again, I feel like it just feels cool. I love Hoth. That that whole like battle where you can see you can see actual like death and it was darker than yeah that was a really others. great beginning right it to, the, felt, to the movie it felt very epic while still feeling like like the parts on like the sky city like felt epic but also felt very like small and like you also have like the, the I am your father it's just awesome that moment's so great right yes yeah, that reveal is amazing. Um, Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, did. So the, some people have complained that it's not a full movie with the ending being the way it is. The ending was that was not my favorite part. I can kind of I can kind of see that. I'm sympathetic to that as well. I still love it. Clearly, you know, it's my number two. It's like I think you take a break from A New Hope and Return of the Jedi just to like kind of character develop with Yoda. Like get to know yeah, more the Yoda scenes are amazing. about the universe and just about these characters. Right. And at the time, even though people criticize the moment where you know Luke is in his training and he goes into the woods and he battles Darth Vader and then the mask is revealed and it's actually himself. Like, that was really cool at the time. Yeah, it was. Like, I, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, they're fighting. They're actually going to fight. They're going to fight. It's going to be amazing. And so that was kind of, I, I liked that at the time. Um, and when they get to the Cloud City and, you know, they have, you know, Luke, is it, I guess, Han. I don't know who it is. Like, they, they shoot Vader and Vader just blocks it with his hand. Like, that moment was great. Oh, yeah. Also, like, I love the power of that. Um, yeah, it was a really a great movie. And the freezing, the, the carbonite. What yeah, is it? freezing and carbonite and the whole I love you, I know those lines were great. Um, yeah, I have, I have Empire Above, Rogue One. Mainly a lot of just nostalgia for it. I mean, I love them both. So I'm not sure what puts Empire above Rogue One for me, to be honest with you. Other than I just, I liked it a little bit better and it was pretty influential when I saw it, you know, as a kid. Um, so why why do you put New Hope above Empire? Um, again, nostalgia. Like it was so brand new. Like all of this, like a space epic for me, you know, the whole world created, it was all just brand new for me at that, you know, young, eight years old or whatever I was, seven, something like that, that, you know, it was just magical, you know, and I remembered that. And like it, killing the Death Star, using the secret plans, getting that, it was cool. Now, there's one huge plot hole that I often forget about, and I just, just remembered this in A New Hope. You know they, you know they spend at least twenty minutes breaking Leah out of this prison on the Death Star to go back to their rebel base. But the Empire wanted them to do that the whole time because they tagged their Millennium Falcon with a tracking beacon, and that's how they know where to go to their base. And I guess we feel like, or were they just acting? Like, if they had actually stopped them, if they had stopped the Millennial Falcon for leaving and, like, killed Han and Luke and all those, you know, like, if that mission was not successful, then the Rebels would actually still be alive. That's Is, true. Yeah. And so that bothers know. me a little bit. <laughs> but again, this is one of those things, like, you just kind of forget about it when, and just enjoy the feeling of being there. And also, like, how would the Empire know they were even going to come? Like, cause they just they just come apart at randomly. Like they think it's a moon at first. That's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So plot wise, there's some things, but it, you know, it doesn't matter because it brought us all those characters, and it was beautiful and amazing and new. And that's why, that's why it's my number one. Is mainly nostalgia. Okay. You know. 
All right. Anything else to say about the uh, our Star Wars rankings? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, prequels are bad. Yeah, prequels are bad. Less than I hear, prequels bad. And you Rogue One's have the really good. Opinion about the Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, I'd, I. I mean, I would. Now that we have Disney Plus, like, let's watch them. I'm curious. We're gonna have on May the Fourth. You know, that's you know May the Fourth be with you. That's the little unofficial Star Wars day. Maybe we should do a Star Wars marathon. Maybe not all eleven. In fact, definitely not all eleven. Skip the prequels. <laughs> well, we could like do our top four or five and see if our order stays the same. You know, upon rewatching them Probably with a, our top three with a more critical eye. Yeah, we could do that. But I kind of want to see Solo again and see if I have it ranked too high. I think you do. I might. I might, but I want to see. Uh, all right, so that that kind of does it for this. This is a long episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we're definitely. So, so is this going to be our last podcast of the year? Well, aren't we doing a year uh, review? Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that New Year's Eve. We're doing that New Year's Day. Well, I feel like if it's a, a year review, it should probably be done New Year's Eve. I'll try to get it out that soon because once the New Year's hits, I feel like people are just focused on the new new what's ahead. You That's know, true. the time for kind of. Like analyzing your past year is, you know, ends when you know January first gets here. So yeah, we'll probably do that tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds good. So look forward to that, people. We'll get that out soon. And uh, I would love to know your thoughts on all on our Star Wars list. I would love to know your Star Wars list. So feel free to email us always at info at pineconeturkey dot com. And until we meet again, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Associate and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com. We can the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the flock of email. Twice a month newsletter, a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. Monthly dose of art curated by Pineco Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating online.